Okay, now we can start. All right, adventure guys, baby. Adventure guys. Adventure guys. Now it's time for adventure guys. All right, welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human, and I'm Nick the Human. This is uh, our very last episode in this format. Oh, wow. What a great way to start us off. There was a second there where I was like, what do we want to lead with? And <laughs> that's a great way to lead it. Yeah. I'd say most every episode has been done this with me in Austin, Texas, Eric in Long Island, doing it over Google Hangouts. If you ever wondered how we do it? Yeah. Google Hangouts, we record each of our respective pieces, uh, we send them. I send mine to Eric. We have a guest; they send it to Eric as well. He edits it together, makes it sound really good. So, I'm moving in less than a week, which is a stressful sentence to say. For the second time in our podcast history, I'm packing up all my shit, and I'm surrounded by a lot of packed up things as we record a podcast episode. Yep, and I'm about to head down to Texas. And we're going to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Still in Texas. <laughs> Still in Texas, probably. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good. And then I'll be back yeah. in Brooklyn in a brand new apartment. And you'll be in Long Island. And we're, we'll see each other in person. Yeah. Sometimes. I think we're going to try and have some guests for the next couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but then maybe that might be the season one finale. That would make sense. Just purely based off of what we're talking about this whole format state like <laughs> yeah. it would make sense to take a sec and then relaunch i so i have to confirm this uh but i think next week we'll have will hebner from the holophonics back on and then for the ne next episode after that we'll have harold peterson on again uh i'll have to make sure our schedules are lined up for that uh but after that we might we're just hashing this schedule out right now, <laughs> but we might take a break. Maybe give me a week or two. Eric's making like, a focus I'm on record. on mixing a holophonics record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to like set up my whole life in Brooklyn too. Um, but who knows what's going to happen? But I we're not going to stop in the long term. If it if it takes, it is good to say on air though. Like what's going on? So if if a week or two break were to come, don't be scared. It's not the end yeah. of the podcast. We'll plan something big for our season two premiere. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> proud that we've kept up with our weekly things, save like once or twice for this entire year. So I think yeah. we've been good, responsible podcasters. Is this our official one year anniversary episode? I think last yeah. year we jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. yeah. This is it. All right. Happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary. <laughs> we really did it. This is our 55th episode. Yeah. So we even knocked, we even beat the weekly thing. Yeah. We launched with three. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kick the shit out of that one. <laughs> it's fun. I like doing this and I'm excited to keep doing it. It's going to be so cool to just see where the hell we go with everything changing. Like the podcast could get a whole new feel going for it. 
when I'm excited. Yeah, imagine zero latency podcasting. Woo! And we're gonna have Fiona and Cake episodes. We haven't really talked about that in there, have we? Oh yeah, yeah. That was just announced. Uh, did it say when it's gonna start happening? I don't 2022? think so, but it's coming. Yeah, brand brand new Adventure Time universe series focused on just Fiona and Cake. That's pretty cool. I, I don't know if that's necessarily like the first thing that I would have thought of for like an expansion series, uh, but it's cool. Yeah, me neither. I would have, I mean, I guess the distant lands, like maybe, maybe this was always in the cards and they were like going through different stories and working them out. And then they're like, we should do a Fiona and Cake distant lands. And maybe there was just so much there to explore. They're like, let's just make it a limited series. Yeah, I, well, we're going to talk about with this episode a little bit, the Adventure Time multiverse. Uh, It's funny because as we watch this episode, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is opening up their multiverse and there's a lot of hype around that. But as we know from the mainline universe, Fiona and Cake aren't even real. But I guess this is my best guess would be that this Fiona and Cake series is just another universe in the Adventure Time multiverse. It's not all going to be some Ice King fan fiction. I hope it's not. That would be a major bummer. Yeah. I, I want it to be real in just another universe, in another timeline. That would be the best. Yeah. Let's hope it is. But that's cool. I mean, we also talked about over text that that elongates the life of this podcast. Yeah. What, how many episodes did they say that was going to be? Uh, Ten? Something like that, yeah. We've got four episodes of Distant Lands and then 283 of the main series plus the pilot. Plus, puts us- plus the one episode of uh regular show we did oh yeah that puts us at 299 <laughs> so we'll have to you know, I, I, something's something gonna happen to where it gets us to 300 we're not even gonna have to try <laughs> yeah by the time we, we get close i'm sure there's gonna be a bunch of new adventure time stuff did have you followed anything so you didn't watch you've never watched avatar have you no no sean did yeah. and has sean watched legend of Korra also no yeah, I think I've recommended that to him because yeah. I, I prefer it to Avatar. I think it's better. Um, but if you want to get into a new cartoon that's, you know, very good about world building and that kind of thing, I would recommend Avatar for sure. Uh, the cool thing that they announced, uh, I guess, a couple months ago is that the creators of that show are kind of launching their whole new avatar studios under Nickelodeon's auspices. Oh, wow. And they're going to be creating a bunch of new in-universe content, uh, new shows and, and stuff. And Netflix is producing a live action version of the show. They're trying that again. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the movie, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, yeah. everyone famously hates. Um, but Netflix was apparently trying to make a good version of, a series live action, uh, but the creators were involved and left after some creative disagreement with the studio. Uh, so that's kind of happening as its own thing, but we're going to get a lot more avatar content um, and hopefully, you know, animated it's, it's all through Nickelodeon. So, uh, so that universe is expanding. It'd be really cool to see the adventure time universe following those footsteps, just create an adventure time studios and just, go all out and do a bunch of different companion series, epilogue series, expansion series. I'm all for that. I hope that we never run out of content to Why review not? on this podcast. 
<laughs> hey, look, if Avatar can come back from the M. Night Shyamalan movie for, to build this whole empire, like Adventure Time could very well do the same. Yeah, and also years after its completion. Way, many, many years. Yeah, it's never too late to revive a project is kind of what we're realizing now, I think. But you know, if, if it has the dedicated cult fan base, which we know Adventure Time has. Yeah. And as we've been talking about, I think it's only going to grow. Like, there's young kids now who are really young in the target demo when this show premiered that are still getting into it. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say that's that could be a probable thing. So maybe we'll go even further than 300 episodes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Does, does Cartoon Network air reruns of Adventure Time frequently? I don't even know. <laughs> it's been a while since I mean, it's their longest running show, so they do have the content. They must, then. Let me go see what uh, their Cartoon Network schedule is. Because it's typing. been a solid three years since it ended, but I don't know. Um. Oh wow, this is insane. There's a CN Cartoon Network and schedules. They have like the schedules on Twitter. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, Craig of the Creek. This can't be real. I don't know, man. Let's sort this out later. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I just finished all the currently available episodes of The Owl House cool. on Disney. It's good. It's at the end of season 2 and there's going to be a very short season 3 and then that's going to be it. Uh unfortunately Disney is not like really giving it a full third season. I think they're kind of done with the show. It's getting a lot of pushback. It's mostly about demons and gay people. <laughs> Not typical Disney fare, but I love it because of both of those. I was going to say, which would explain why you're watching it. (laughs) Um, I'm on the Cartoon Network site. I've located the um, the schedule and it is being played sometimes. There you go. Yeah, I bet if they're going to start this Fiona and Cake series, they're going to keep classic Adventure Time in solid rotation. Yeah. Not on like all the time or anything, but dude, they still got some Johnny Bravos hanging out. There's an Ed and Nettie. <laughs> Flapjack is yeah, still. Flapjack every day at 3 a.m. It looks like they got Flapjack going. Powerpuff Girls. You know, I tried watching Flapjack uh, a few months ago. I just don't think it was really the kind of cartoon that I'm interested in. It was a precursor to that. And for that reason, I had trouble getting into it and I didn't get very far. I think I watched like 10 or 11 episodes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Is it the first 10 episodes? Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like there's really a chronological order to an overarching plot that matters much. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm finding some some. Uh, they're playing Adventure Time. It looks like sometimes on Sunday nights, from like seven to eight o'clock, they play it. That's like the main block of Adventure Time. You're getting a shitload of gumball, a lot of gumball, and then uh, I watched that first season. Um, a lot of sorry, it was okay. 
also not exactly what I'm looking yeah. for, I guess. But Teen Titans you know. Go, Craig of the Creek, they're playing those those three a lot. Teen Titans Go also not something I really was digging. Uh, and I'm a huge DC guy, and I love the source material, but I just wasn't really into Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I would like the older Teen Titans show. Maybe. Uh, but I, I'm not really champing at the bit for more DC content at this particular moment. Yeah. Hey, can I retroactively request the Google song since I was just Googling a bunch? Oh, yeah. Good idea. Well, that's some good cartoon talk that we're having right now. This is on brand. This is people who found our podcast probably want to hear this. Should we should we talk about the the show at hand though? Sure. Yeah. Episode discussion. And we watched season nine, episode thirteen, Whispers. Now, it's been a second since we've gotten this high in the series. We've been, we took a little bit of a pause and immediately there's a lot going on. You can just tell so much lore in the show has now come where immediately greeted by Finn with, you know, what's going on with Finn's arm? Who's this green Finn? Like if, if you, you know, there's a lot. So 50, 55 episodes and this is our first appearance of Fern. Is it, is it truly? I think I so. think so. I think we made it a whole fifty-five without visiting this character. Very interesting. Are there any other characters that we haven't seen yet? Is this the first Sweet Pea episode as well? No, no. Sweet Pea is in Hot Diggity Doom. I know for sure, and I think we've seen him in a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. In passing, this is the first time. Yeah. Oh, and we've seen Sweet Pea's origin in Escape from the Citadel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. There must be some other. Definitely some other characters we haven't seen so far. And Fern is one of them. But this is a good Fern intro episode. I would say. Uh, it's a little bit confusing, but a Fern always is. Well, it's a little <laughs> so bit confusing. Sure. But if you're if you're one of the people who I have no idea if this is anybody, but you have you're watching Adventure Time in our order and you're not like a person who's seen all the episodes and you just watch the episode to hear this podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that. That's very cool of you. Um, but I think what you get in this episode from Fern is a, you don't really know why he's there, but you get an understanding of him and his character. Like you get to see him, how his brain works, him do some actions, his insecurities, and then ultimately the formulation of a plan at the end of it, which will cause some major conflict in the series. Yeah. Um, oh, Fern. And, I know it's 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 hard not to feel a little bit bad for Fern. So like to show what I'm talking about when they open up, they're fishing and Finn gets a good fish and Fern gets a really scary fish and he's just sort of like, look, I can't do anything right. Like when the thing comes, I fuck it up. The um I guess 
Finn had been gone and someone attacked the Candy Kingdom and he was supposed to help protect it. Or it was a land of ooh. And he was like, I didn't do anything but drown myself in root beer and uh, act like an idiot, yeah. which, you know, AKA got drunk to avoid the problem. Um, and well, that Finn, was the, uh, the elements miniseries, which we've done some of, we haven't seen that far, but, um, but yeah, he's, and Finn being the ever wise human that he is, is like, look, I didn't get to be Finn or be worth anything on my own. Like you got to fail and you got to learn from it and learn how to become Fern yourself. And at that moment, Sweet Pea runs out. But you can see this sort of underlying insecurity in Fern that he's just not there yet and nothing he does is right. And at first, you know, people, you encounter people like that. And sometimes it's like, God, come on. Like if you just if you try and you just keep your head up and learn, it's good. But what's hard about Finn is he's one of those characters, one of those people that as the rest of this episode goes on, he does keep doing wrong things. And he isn't that helpful unless he's yeah. being told explicitly what to do or following orders. And it's like, Oh, that is just tough to see. You know what I mean? It's like you ever like, it's like in school or I've had people at work where it's, you know, people are making fun of that guy and you're like, damn, all right, I gotta go be nice to this guy. And you go, and then that guy's like kind of mean to you or is doing some stuff that's like bringing it upon himself. And you're like, God, I'm trying to help you, man. Like, Oh, why, why is this? Why does this feel so difficult? You know, that feeling, um, yeah. which is just, it's like heartbreaking and it's not their fault and it can have a snowball effect. And it's, but I feel like that's kind of this Fern character for me. Yeah. It's weird because he is Finn, like he has all the Finn memories, but I think it's probably an allegory for some mental health issues and dealing with anxiety and stuff, uh, maybe post-traumatic stress disorder, because up until a certain point, as far as Fern is concerned, he was Finn. Like, he has right. all of the Finn memories, but then upon whatever his point of realization was, where he meets the real Finn, and he becomes aware, you know, that he's not the quote-unquote real yeah. Finn, like, that was a trauma that set him on a different path. Yeah. Now, this, though, is what was confusing me, because he has all of Finn's memories. So if he has Finn's memories, he kind of has the experiences, which would then, he should have learned many of the same things Finn has learned and not have so many shortcomings. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, we see, we get a little hint of there is a grass demon that's kind of manipulating him. Yeah. Um into thinking this way but i i think again that's sort of a stand-in for uh like how the trauma yeah has affected him and how he you know he can't really shake it uh so even like drawing from past experiences that finn had his his whole his whole path has diverged now uh into a different different area um and he's he's got this this thing that happened to him that is now defining him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that people that have experienced trauma have to, you know, learn how to live with it, but not let it define you. Um, and Fern is still very much on that journey. Yeah. And Hey, couldn't you make an argument that sweet pea is as well? Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, it's a powerful, uh, echo in these two characters, right? They come to a realization or they have a realization that, 
you know, they're not who they thought they were. They have an origin that's a little dubious. Um, and they have to now process that information, live with it. Uh, it's not going away. Right. Uh, and what's really interesting is, is that they're both dealing with a very similar problem. And Sweet Pea chooses one road by the end of the episode. And Fern chooses a different road. Yep. So yep. what's going on with Sweet Pea is that the night before he's going to sleep and he's like, there's this demon that speaks to me in the night. And immediately it's like, it's the lich's voice, like very quietly, which is not good. And he screams and tree trunks with her sleeping cap and Mr. Pig in his pajamas comes over and is like, hey, you're just dreaming. And he's like, you're making it up. And he's like, which I was. And then he goes to sleep again and he saw something. So Sweet Pea gets up and just runs, presumably for like 24 hours until finding Finn and Fern. And they're like, all right, cool. Chill out. Stay here for the night. We're going to make it back to pre-trunks tomorrow. And when they go to sleep, the lich's hand comes and is like, it's physical. It's like not just a demon in his head, although it's kind of, you know, like that. Like it's this physical um, yellow hand that is there. Very creepy. Kind of like the Adams family uh, thing. Oh, yeah. That's there and it's speaking to him and it's got a mind of its own. And they have to take it down. Um, and the way that the the hand got there was... Did we see the episode where they battle the Lich in the no. subway? Uh, oh, yes. So we've, we've done a, a decent amount of Lich yeah. episodes already. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's not all that many in the series. And we've, we, we've hit at least three big ones now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go back to the the place of the original Lich battle where Finn and Jake were introduced to him um, in that subway. Yeah, and uh, and when they're in there, they like maybe Finn chops off the Lich's hand and it falls in, and it goes into a sort of multiverse thing where a different. Oh, that's from a different episode. Oh, right, right. That that's from uh, the Farm World universe. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So right, so like. Finn used his Prismo wish and created an alternate universe. And in that timeline, the Lich was still there. And then I, there's some, I forget, it gets convoluted. I forget all the de details, but this is an alternate timeline Lich that was trying to cross into their real mainline universe. Um, and when they battled in that, alternate timeline his hand was the only part of him that made it through the the multiverse portal mm -hmm. so now theoretically there is a lich hand in every timeline which is just a real pain that means you basically got the <laughs> lich causing goddamn craziness all over the place like almost this could be worse you know yeah. that was that was a loose end that was left hanging for a few seasons i guess yeah uh, and it, and you kind of forget about it, uh, but I believe this is the last real Lich episode of the series uh, where they do tie it off. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's big. So, basically, the, the hand is there, and because it got into their, you know, their reality, their timeline, and they go and try to stop the hand, and the hand 
clearly has some sort of control over Sweet Pea and awakening the lich that's inside of Sweet Pea and starts controlling it and gets Sweet Pea to hold down Finn while the hand runs away. And then the hand, and then as the hand runs away, uh, Sweet Pea returns and is like, oh no, am I like, what's going on? And Finn's like, all right, cool. You stay here with Sweet Pea, Fern. I'm going to go get this hand. And then quickly, Sweet Pea starts getting a little evil gun. Cool. Like, since Finn's gone, now we can do this and this. But then it, you can see that Sweet Pea is sort of wrestling with the lich urges inside of himself. And Finn uh, goes to chase the hand and goes back down into the subway, which we talked about on the previous episode. And that's where the, the site of the original battle yeah. was which is a great place to return to for the last battle and go down there and basically finn is about long story short about to die before sweet pea comes and in a really cool animation sequence instead of just seeing the two of them fighting you're seeing the shadows of the hand as the lich and sweet pea and you see sweet pea make this statement that i am not a monster i'm not a bad person i'm sweet and you can't see that because you're a naughty hand and it's like you know it's very cute until sweet pea stabs the hand you know pretty violently with a sword and we can't see it <laughs> yeah. but even fitch even finn is like holy shit that's crazy <laughs> and 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 it's just that you have sweet pea defeating the hand you know symbolically overcoming the trauma and the, the things you know because the liches and, and a lot of um characters on the show sort of like you know ab um abadir does this to marceline where he's like whispering in marceline's ear right like you are not good you are bad oh yeah and same thing here with the lich whispering <laughs> in it's sort of like one of those sides of ourselves boys in our head the self-doubt that we are not actually a good person and that we can overcome it and, and move forward. So it's great. But you, Finn's first question is, where is Fern? And he's like, oh, I knocked out Fern because he wouldn't let me come. And then yeah. they come back and it's fun. And, and Fern's just like, again, was not really helpful in this situation at all. And as they're walking away, he looks at Finn and goes, well, I'll never, I'll always be in Finn's shadow. So what if I was the only Finn? and foreshadowing yeah. and that's the the real i just took us through the end of the episode but some good some good stuff in there i didn't even touch on um but yeah you know i think it's a nice a nice clean episode that really wraps things up as well as the the sweet pea storyline right it kind of shows that sweet pea is going to be all right in the end even though it's the lich which is kind of a like uh you, you know I like the consistency of this particular arc in that the Lich is not actually defeated by Finn and Jake. The Lich is defeated by himself. Yeah. Ooh. And, and this is, uh, you know, an, another thing that I've spoken about a lot is that I don't think the Lich is that cool of a villain. <laughs> I don't think he is the arch nemesis of Finn. And even though the fandom really likes the Lich and thinks of the Lich as Finn's main nemesis, uh, it doesn't really serve the story to 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 do that um so i think defeating the lich by his own hand absolutely the way to go uh, as far as a narrative arc uh because there's no reason for finn to be the guy that vanquishes the lich there is a reason for the good version of the lich to be the one that 
that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite moments, one that I think really vindicates my point of view about the Lich, is when Finn is hanging on in this battle, and he says, you're so evil, it's boring. Oh, yes. No, and then he goes one step further and says, you're basic, man. Which I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is a very early use of the insult basic. <laughs> and the and then the Lich is like, of course I am. Like, I am looking at one thing and yada, yada, yada. But that was a really great, I wrote that line down as well. Yeah, it's like there couldn't be a more one-dimensional character. Everybody knows it. It doesn't make him interesting. So... Yeah, I, uh, I I like that the Lich doesn't die by Finn's hand. Um, and then, you know, for the people that really like that dichotomy of Finn versus the Lich, we get the Distant Lands Together Again special where, you know, there is an, an extra little Finn and Jake versus the Lich thematic tag, and that's fine. Got enough. We get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do kind of wonder if the hand in the together again special is the hand that was supposedly defeated by sweet pea i guess mm. i guess once sweet pea stabs it 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 goes to the dead world like yeah. any other yeah you see the the like ghosts kind of come out yeah i mean I, technically any lich hand from any multiverse dimension could be at any point but i guess it it makes sense to keep it contained whereas like that's the universe that that lich hand died in so it goes to that universe's dead world yeah Um, it it is a little quirky that the only way for the lich to like really uh achieve like the the ultimate goal of of controlling death to extinguish life is for the lich to die itself and that you know his whole arc in like the mainline adventure time like story was it needed to end with him dying with him being defeated in order to get to the dead world and he just goes to the dead world like any other person Mm -hmm. like which is so so like mundane it is like for the for this like super powerful evil creature just to like have to die like everyone else in order to enact his evil plan yeah but i like that it dies a regular death yeah it's quirky it's very uh adventure timey to to do it like that yeah now can i bring us back down from these lofty discussions of the lich to something very mundane in the episode yeah it's we've talked about this once before but we get some cell phone usage in this episode (laughs) twice in the episode which is real odd finn is is uh using a sort of regular ass corded telephone that like the spiral cord goes into his backpack yeah it's always a different phone i love it i love i love how at some point they were just like phones don't make sense in this universe we're just going to make it more confusing yeah (laughs) it's great they call (laughs) he calls tree trunks then in a really memorable thing i wish i had written down this part but he calls jake and is like you're missing out on the lich battle man and he gets Jake's voicemail, which, Eric, do you remember what it was? But it was something like, hey, what's up? It's Jake. I'm either with Finn, hanging out with my girlfriend, or I'm asleep. Uh, yeah, so leave a message. Yeah. It was something like that. I was like, yeah, that's what Jake does. Um, yep. <laughs> and then I guess Finn doesn't properly hang up. And 
we get a nice fun clip of Jake in his like little sleeping cubby where he's hearing the entire battle that happened the night before in his voicemail. Yeah. And that sleeping cubby. I know we always talk about it. It's so great. This is like a really fun long shot where not only is he sleeping in the drawer, but the top of the armoire is like where all of his things are, including a tie and a family photo. Yeah, it's good. This is mostly a Jakeless episode, yeah. except for that that little cameo. <laughs> I was, I'm always like sort of interested in the episodes that don't have Jake. There are f- fewer episodes that have Jake and not Finn, mm-hmm. but there's 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 plenty of episodes with only Finn. Um, and it's yeah. it makes me wonder like why Jake wasn't included. Um, but I think the episode is is more about Sweet Pea and Fern yeah. than Finn and Jake. Um, and Finn is just sort of like the audience's window into what Fern and Sweet Pea are doing. Yeah, I think you're right. And I wonder if a lot of the audience um, had a window into where the snail was. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> Well, Nick, did you see the snail? Yes. Eric, did you see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. Oh, hell yeah. We did it. We did it, everyone. Play that theme song, baby. Looking in the scenery throughout the land of A couple times now together. Yeah. It's feeling, it's feeling, starting to feel a little better on the snail. I was real cold for a long time. I, uh, I, I noticed something about this snail is that he seemed to be, he was lit incongruously with the setting where it was very dark and yet the snails seemed to be his normal shade, which I, we had a really interesting realization one time when Sean was on the show was that the snail does like usually fit into whatever setting and the lighting, yeah. uh, which sometimes makes him difficult to see. And I was expecting it to be very hard because a lot of darkness in this episode. Uh, but no, he kind of stuck out a little bit in the dark frame. He did. It was right there. It was, it was, yeah. this is an easier one than has been recent. 
with some good shit. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's do, hey, before we do Miss Mania, um, can I just do the request that people, if you're enjoying this podcast right now, you just pause and go rate us on Apple iTunes podcasts, give us five stars and write a little review because it's helping us. We are coming up in the algorithm for Adventure Time podcasts and it would mean a lot if you could do it. It'd be a great way to support us. Yeah, you're about to listen to an ad for the next like 45 seconds to a minute. So instead of just tuning out, pick up your phone and head over to those reviews, baby. It's enough time. You've probably heard this ad that we're about to do a lot and you might be annoyed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you can tune it out. <laughs> cool. All right. Time for some miscellaneous media. Hey. So we've gone through over, you know, obviously a lot of good connections in this one um, to other episodes. Like there's there's a lot of lore inextricably linked from everything going on. Um, you know, and there's so there's even deeper, you know, I think at this point it is really crazy. You're like in on an episode where there's so much going on. Like they there's like a throwaway line where Sweet Pea's running and there's a monster after him and Finn is like was it LSP um oh yeah because of, that was funny yeah like uh, the previous episode where like she was running around and terrorizing that whole village so it's like there's never a wasted moment yeah there's a lot of little references in this episode that are it's like they didn't need to but they did <laughs> and i love it i wonder if there's someone on staff who is like continuity expert when they're writing or like finds little places to inject it. I'm sure that they all have a handle on it, but yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think this is like who storyboarded this episode. It is. Polly Guo and Sam Alden. There you go. Uh, I know neither of them. I think they are a little bit later in additions to the staff. Yeah. I mean, we're on season nine by now. I know by now, Jesse Moynihan had left. Uh, I mean, we know Pendleton Ward wasn't as involved, but we still got some of, you know, Ken Osborne and Adam Udo and like a bunch of people. Yeah. Like that. Rebecca Sugar is, is long gone at this point and, and Ian Jones Cordy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the storyboarders just, I mean, this is, this is my theory. I would love to ask one of them, you know, if I ever get the opportunity, but my theory is that they take so long to make these episodes. Like it's just such a time intensive process that they're going to spend hours and hours and hours drawing out each of these board panels. Like why not take a chunk of that time to like research some really cool references and make it chock full of references. Like it's, it seems like, like it would be a, a waste of time for like to spend like two, three hours drawing something that was just like character going from A to B, yeah. you know, if you're going to put hours of your life into this task, why not inject some deeper meaning to it on some level Yeah, rather than just be utilitarian about it? 
And, you know, I don't think every every uh, animated show takes that care. Uh, I, I mean, I I see a lot of like quote unquote dead air, I guess, in in a bunch of cartoons where it's like nothing's really happening. These characters like their dialogue isn't really advancing anything it's not referencing anything there's not like an extra meaning to it they're just kind of filling in lines yeah. in a conversation and i'm like why why did people want to spend hours doing that mm -hmm. if you're gonna if it's gonna take such an intensive amount of time anyway why not make it cooler why not make it cooler <laughs> what a great what a great line why not make it cooler that's that's like a good thesis for Adventure Time. That's how you get here is you just keep asking that question until you're literally <laughs> yeah. like we can't we, we just have to make a decision. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of the other trivia that's online, and I was I even went off the wiki for this one, but I'm not seeing any that that feel super uh, super pertinent. But uh, right, references to Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. References to Coraline. A reference to Britney Spears, possibly. <laughs> possibly. They're, they're, I saw some on there, too, where they, they were going a little bit further, far for me. But yeah. References to SpongeBob. Right. I didn't know about that one, where he's trying to eat through photosynthesis because he's Fern, and they're like, there's that episode where it's photosynthesis, photosynthesis, and SpongeBob. I'm like, all right, well, I think that's just the same joke. Um, yeah. It's a good episode. Shall we say the next one? Yep. See what we get. Yeah. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? All right. Let's see. Episode one thirty four, which is season five, episode thirty, Frost and Fire. All right. A season five one, right? It's the longest season. We've done a lot, but there's still a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Frost and fire. I'm not, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that ice King and or flame princess are involved, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm making sure this is the longest season, which I think it is, but 52 episodes yeah. in season five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that 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 we know that at this point means that we're becoming professionals. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> and if you think we're professionals too, again, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, tell a friend these guys are professionals. You should listen to their podcast. That would be cool too. Um, you can uh, support this. We're we're almost professionals. Like we've made. Let's see. I think. Well, we've only lost like. What, $130 on this now? <laughs> Probably. Well, we did own a lot of equipment to start. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've made back like 50 bucks in the last year. Almost a dollar a week. Yeah. Due to some people who have come on and been really cool to give us some money. And want to tell them how they can do that, Eric? Sure. Just go to Anchor. <laughs> Wait, what is it? .fm. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash Adventure Guys Podcast. That's it. And you can sign up to support our little business venture uh, for a dollar a week, two dollars a week, whatever you want. Yeah. And we're going to reinvest that money. Don't you worry in the season two stuff. So 
Yeah, we got big plans for our season two premiere. Yeah. <laughs> Which we just established <laughs> earlier in the episode. But it'll be fun. We're committing to some big plans right now. Yeah. <laughs> that will exist. I bet you can't wait to see what they're going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, take care, people. Yep. Peace out, y'all. Bye.